Live and Learn with us in season three. We are still talking about how we live and learn, how we adapt to change, how we are curious about mentalities, how we learn languages. What is Live and Learn for you? The growth mindset is something that unites our podcast and what you do. Actions are important in living more sustainable, I believe. But the mindset to me is even more important because with the right mindset, it's a lot easier to live more sustainable. Doing small steps, doing one step at a time. To be able to make this huge positive impact, I feel that it is important to inspire many people at the same time. Happy to welcome you here with us. Uh, today we have a fantastic guest here uh, who offered to be the guest and to share and to support our podcast because we are a growth mindset podcast. Dr. Erlein Wan Genuchten is yeah. today with us. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and uh, the, fir- the first question we ask normally our guests is how would you introduce yourself to, uh, to different people? What's the parts of your identity? What do you say professionally, personally? It's not only the title, right? What are you? Who are you? How do you want people to know you? Yeah, so very interesting questions. So to summarize it, I would say that it is my mission in this world to make a huge positive difference. One way I'm doing this today is by adopting a more sustainable lifestyle myself, because I believe a better world starts with myself. And I'm also sharing what I'm doing with others, because the ideas that I have are usually very easy and very easy to implement. So I would like to support, and that's what my mission is today, is to support others to make it very easy for them to also adopt a sustainable lifestyle. lifestyle. And I do so by sharing the ideas that I generate in my own daily life. However, I also have a background in psychology. So I combine this practical knowledge with this psychological background and the mindset look of, on this topic. And that's how I'm aiming to make this huge positive difference. Simply beautiful. And what I love as well is that my knowledge and skills also come from different areas. Because I said I did a PhD in psychology, but I've also been working as a penetration tester for many years. That's a professional hacker. So someone who hacks websites, for example, but of course for a customer so that they can make the website um, uh, safer. So I have this mindset, this hacker mindset that I bring into sustainability. I've also uh, written two linguistic books. So I have a lot of Which knowledge ones? about... Which ones? Hmm? Which ones? Um, one was about false friends between Je- Dutch and German. So um, <gasps> words that are similar, but have a completely different meaning. And the second one was about Dutch um, diminutives. So in uh, Dutch, you have many words that are in the diminutive, have a completely different meaning than in the, the bigger form, so to mm-hmm. say. And um, an English example, I think, is hamlet and ham. A hamlet is, a, hamlet is means that it's small, but a mm-hmm. hamlet is, is, of course, something completely different than ham. Mm-hmm. So, and there are many of them in Dutch, and that's what I um, wrote my second book about. I've also a degree in educational sciences, so how to share knowledge so I can (laughs) combine all these different points of view into the work that I'm doing now. And I think that's important to have a holistic view on all this instead of only looking at a tiny aspect of it. The psychological background, is this where you have your degree? Yes, I did a in uh, psychology, yeah. We have Ina who has an MA in psychology and uh, teaching languages, so we can probably see some connections here. Yes, it's um, amazing to know that uh, psychology as a degree is uh, not something that 
makes an obligation or puts some stress on you to do this as a job. You can use it as uh, horizons, as a vision of life. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying as I hear mm-hmm. it. The growth mindset is something that unites our podcast and what you do. What brought your curiosity to start doing what you're doing? Do you remember this spark moment that you said, this is something that I want to do. This is something that I want to make a vocation, to make Mm -hmm. a call for a life. This is where I want to make a difference. Do you Mm -hmm. remember that moment? Yes. So because of my growth mindset, it is not one moment that made a difference. Um, So there were several steps um, and I could share all of them because I think they're all relevant. So the first idea came to do this 365 Sustainable Decisions Challenge to make my daily life more sustainable. The idea came because my uh, former employer, they set up a challenge to uh, and, and asked us as employees to hand in ideas what the company could do to become more sustainable and because sustainability is very important to me I really appreciated the idea so I handed in as many ideas as I could think of and one of the ideas was to do this challenge but it was a private challenge so I decided to just do that in my spare time next to my job I started that in August 2019 and along the way I noticed that others were very interested in seeing these ideas. So the project and also the community on, for example, Twitter was growing very rapidly. So that also meant that it started to take more of my spare time because I was doing it in my spare time. Yeah, by the end of 2019, I already noticed, well, this is something I really want to keep up doing. And I was working in IT at that moment. And I realized that it was a challenge to combine this huge private project with a full-time job. So I looked for another team with my employer who focus on sustainability. That's already the first step I took towards making this a profession because I indeed joined that team. That was great. And at the same time, my project was growing further and further so that eventually I had to decide how to continue because it was just not possible anymore to keep growing the project and do this full-time job. And that's when uh, I decided, and of course, that was not overnight. I took my time to make this decision. That's when I decided to dedicate myself full-time to this topic because it's so important to me and my heart is so much in it. <laughs> and of course, it, well, it was not easy to give up a a well-paid full-time job but it's worth it because yeah as I said it's so important to me so yes and that's how it came that I'm now self-employed so that I have all the time spent on this project (laughs) to make this huge positive uh, difference indeed yeah and uh, you mentioned this transition from having a full-time job a paid job and um, making this giant leap into becoming self-employed. How did you come to the idea that it matters more to continue doing what was your side project? What convinced you or how did it come to you that it's really worth doing not as a side project, but as uh, your main activity? Yeah, that's a good question. So in my job, I was focusing on making a positive difference for the company. And I didn't choose that route. I could have also started working for companies to help companies become more sustainable. And these are also very important things. However, for me, it was too restricted in the sense that it would my, my positive impact would be limited on one company at the time. And to be able to make this huge positive impact, I feel that it is important to inspire many people at the same time. Well, one way is, for example, by sharing my ideas on Twitter. It doesn't matter whether one person is looking at it or a million. The time I spend on it is exactly the same. So that's called scalable. And that's why, for me, this route is so important. Mm-hmm. And then you never know how many heads of uh, the companies or the HR teams or you know, sustainability oriented people are looking and following you, right? They can bring these ideas back to their work. So basically exactly. you are just, you, you are becoming the radio of sustainability. 
Exactly. That's a very good point. And that's also my idea that individuals have a private life, obviously, but it's also the individuals that run and work in companies. So when they change their mindset towards a more sustainable one at home, it's very likely that they also bring it to work. So indeed, that is one aspect. And also, I very strongly believe in being a good example. So when people learn from my ideas, then put it into practice at home, for example, then a spouse or a child or a neighbor or whoever sees what these people are doing and they also, well, spread these ideas and then you get a rippling effect. So it doesn't stop with me sharing an idea to one person, but it goes on and on. And that's how I believe is or a very important aspect, I believe, of altogether making um, this work out for our planet. That, that is something that we use in teaching as well, right? So when we're trying to teach some new ideas through the text, through the ideas, through discussions, it never finishes uh, right now at the moment when the lesson uh, stopped, the bell re- ran, right? So as an example, we are always were sharing this project um, like back in Ukraine when we had the new wave of the Green Party or sustainability projects and so on. Uh, So we were always asking like how can you teach people something overnight like Yesterday, nobody was talking about it, right? And now suddenly it becomes such a huge topic. And we tried to see what was the experience of the Netherlands, of the of Belgium, France, Germany, who have been already doing the uh, sorting, uh, you know, taking the waste, recycling and stuff. And we found out that uh, companies were based on teaching uh, kids in the kindergarten and the primary school was the mm-hmm. idea that they are the center of the family and like they won't let the grandfathers and mothers to throw the waste into the incorrect being Mm -hmm. and like sometimes it's not the otherwise uh, methods right of course like there will be the tension within the family so and then the argument comes so what did you uh, study today at school oh we were trying to understand different types of plastic and i don't know teen and like that you cannot throw the tetra pack in to the normal package or something yeah. like that and then like grandparents what did you study seriously yeah. <laughs> so yes. that was a beautiful impact how the the whole households adopt the practices brought by uh, you know new generations that's exactly this rippling effect they have learned something and they share it with others so one teacher can teach 30 children or so but indeed that exposes further to many more family members yeah to families to teams and so on and so <laughs> forth what feedback have you got from people who started shifting to sustainable living what are the steps what are the first steps what is the way what do people bring back to you saying oh i've started there and now i'm going through the way yeah like what does it look like there are several things Um, One thing that was a very beautiful feedback that I received is someone who said that sometimes when she's struggling, then she thinks, what would airline do? And then she thinks, not give up ever. (laughs) And that was that was brilliant, of course, for me that it's not that's not something that just um, applies to sustainability, but of course, in a more broader sense. And um, Other feedbacks that I got is that others have started doing a challenge as well, doing these 365 days by themselves too, also sharing what they are doing online. Yeah, a lot of people very much appreciate my um, posts and shares and are there every single day to have a look at what's next (laughs) and what the next input is because um, I'm in the morning sharing an idea of how to live more sustainable. But in the evening, I share my experience with it. But these posts are more focused on like mindset, motivation, different ways of looking at things because the actions are important in living more sustainable, I believe. But the mindset to me is even more important because with the right mindset, it's a lot easier to live more sustainable. And that's why I, for almost a year now, have also shared one of these ideas every single day. That helps people as well, also in other aspects of lives, as I said. 
There are also topics that are related to sustainability, but also more general. So, for example, I recently was asked by someone what fear means to me. And I explained that fear to me can have two different meanings. It can um, be something scary that lames me, but it can also be a very strong, powerful emotion that when I transform it in something positive can make me go forward really quickly. And well, that is, of course, when you're uh, scared about climate and what's going to happen to all of us. That can be a fear that lames me and I can't get out of bed. But I use that fear to do these, write these posts and make this positive impact. But fear, you can also have that, I don't know, when you are looking for a new job. Yeah, when you move countries and uh, you've got this experience as well, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Can one, yeah, how can one apply these ideas of sustainable mindset while moving countries, while learning a new language, while adapting to a new place to live? Exactly. And <laughs> that suits perfectly well to your podcast. And that's why I wrote you, because I love this topic and wanted to support you in this. This is, well, to me, relevant every single day. And of course, now with just became becoming self-employed. There are so many things that are new that I don't know yet how it works best and how I can serve best, but still keeping my health at a good level and my finances so that it's also sustainable in that sense that I be, will be able to keep um, to keep it up. And well, it's not always easy. And then I have indeed also sometimes fears or worries. How will it work out, for example? And it sometimes for a short moment lames in me, but then I remind myself of the other possibility of fear and then I get the energy out of it to move forward again. And bit by bit, I will move. I am moving forward. That's already obvious. And I won't, can't predict, of course, what, of course when I, where I end up. But moving forward is for me the most important thing That's, of course, part of the growth mindset as well. <laughs> exactly. This is what I wanted to say, because when we had our uh, growth mindset versus fixed mindset, the whole episode about it. So we, we try to see what what actually brings this fuel right to move forward mm -hmm. and these are the very same things that brings us uh, the completely different vector backwards right so the uh, the event in our lives can be the same and basically what triggers our reactions right flight fight or freeze And as you said, if you, the fear freezes you, like lames you, right? Makes you feel lame. That is like freezing effect, right? If you are wanting to run uh, away, so this is flight. But what you try to see is that there is always this third opportunity to stand up and fight, to stand up and proclaim, to stand up and help or reach out for help, which we're really happy that you actually reached us out. It was a powerful moment to me to read this message of yours. Like, I love what you're doing. This is such an interesting topic. How can I be helpful? This is not something that we receive much, right? Because this is more or less, this is cold calling, right? So you, we, we try to understand under the concept of cold calling that people reach out to ask for something. However, that was a beautiful example when you reached out to suggest something, right? To offer something. Is this as well in your understanding the growth mindset sign? I would say that it's more coming from what I want to achieve with all my work, namely making a huge positive difference. And if I really appreciate the project and I think that I can contribute to this project and can support it with something that I can offer then I'd like to offer this. For me, it's very important that life is giving and taking. And when I can give something, I'm very happy to give. And I also believe in that when we give to each other, that it does not necessarily have to be that something is given back directly at that moment by that person, but that it comes around some way, sometime. Have you seen the, the, the movie Paid Forward? Uh, no, I haven't. There, there is the very same idea that you are saying right now about a kid who started a movement of paying it forward 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he tried to set, to make something nice and advise, a help, a suggestion to further. And everybody was shocked. You're not asking, you're giving what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then it became the Pan-American uh, movement. And suddenly when, uh, okay, I, will, I won't tease anybody <laughs> further. Just watch the, the, the movie, pay it forward. You know, this metaphor of teaching when you're you're not uh, teaching but you're lighting the candle that can light another candle right so this is the very same ripple effect you were talking about yeah that that is wonderful and to me in addition to me that's all what it's all about i mean to me it's all about in very general terms about love having wonderful relationships with others and that's indirectly also related to sustainability to me spending time with you exchanging thoughts discussing things that is for me way more valuable than well for example buying another pair of shoes or so <laughs> just as an example i'm not saying never buy shoes anymore however i do know from also experience with others that sometimes buying stuff and buying things can be substitute for not feeling loved and maybe that's not conscious but it's still there and then by buying something maybe there is this short moment of happiness but it doesn't really solve the underlying loneliness for example to me it's more also efficient to immediately take the shortcut and have these wonderful conversations immediately <laughs> um, without having to buy anything or so it's amazing and thanks again for giving us this chance to discuss these things another idea comes to my mind and that's related to paying forward that's a neapolitan tradition of uh, suspended coffee Café Sospeso, that um, has as an idea someone who comes to a bar to drink a morning cup of coffee. The person pays for two coffees and only drinks one. Ah, yeah. So that a person who hasn't got money to pay for their coffee mm-hmm. can come and just ask for that one cup of coffee, please. Oh, and it's already paid. Mm-hmm which creates a beautiful sense of community and help and doing something together and experiencing very important cultural moments together, like drinking coffee, Mm. which is so important in Italy and in Naples in particular. I feel it as a beautiful representation and reflection of what you're saying as well. Yeah, sharing moments is much more important than just buying things, going shopping, just doing things that's and for more important ideas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and of course we need certain things to be able to live and, um, for example, to make the drawings for that come with my posts. I have a drawing tablet because if I don't have a drawing tablet, I can maybe draw it on paper, but it's a lot easier to draw it digitally immediately. And then, of course, I have to buy these things, but that's all supportive of making a difference toward the world and that's for me also um, something different than wearing a 20-second pair of shoes for example (laughs) and what I like about your example of uh, drinking coffee when I remember correctly it's espresso I've been to Napoli so (laughs) and say it's good say it's good (laughs) do you believe uh, People find uh, it more precious, the way of living when they, ch- uh, when they choose to live sustainably. Do they find more meaning in life, uh, talking psychologically and philosophically maybe? I don't know. Have you ever noticed any shift in uh, value and meaning? Yes. So I can um, especially speak for myself during my challenge because that was a whole year. And I definitely noticed a big difference because because making an effort to live more sustainable, I was doing good things for our planet. So as soon as I went out, I was and I looked at nature, I appreciated this a lot more because I was making such more of an effort. I also start loving it more. And that's, I think, also a general principle 
the more love you put towards something, the more you appreciate it as well. Um, when we take things for granted, then we overlook it and yeah. But isn't this as well a known thing of uh, having a bigger picture in mind, having a bigger goal that keeps us going through? Uh, this is something that we discussed in this episode of the gloomy weather and uh, how to deal with uh, uh, your productivity when it is um, dark, cold, and you don't want to do anything, but you still have to, you know, wake up and go somewhere. Uh, we were discussing that having a bigger picture and trying to think that you're not going today to the university or to the work because you have these three lessons, right? But because you want to achieve uh, a bigger goal in your life, you want to, to have uh, a job which relates to yourself, which relates to your vacation. And in order to get it, you need this uh, university degree. So when you take a couple steps back and see that this is not another day, this is like another input uh, to reaching your goals, right? Bigger goals. This is something that keeps us going, um, whether it is a hardship or not, or something that we might not want necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, very true. I experienced that very strongly um, because, well, one example is that there are always tasks that are not so great to do. But because I have this big picture in mind, I feel that everything I do helps me to get towards that goal, towards this making a huge positive difference. So even if it's not fun at all, I'm still happy to do it, which doesn't mean that there are also tasks that are just not right for me and then they are not fun, but then they also don't really bring me towards this goal. So when, when it really brings me forward, then I'm still happy to do so. What to me also is important, and I see that also sometimes when I look at how others are doing things, to me is I have a very clear goal where I want to go. And that's why I can decide every single day what do I want to do and what do I want to achieve that gets me closer to that goal. What would also be possible is that there are messages and things coming towards me and that I only react to these messages and then they go into all directions because these are goals or ideas that come from outside and are probably other people's goals, visions or <clears throat> whatever you would call it. So to me, having my own mission, which as you can see today doesn't mean I'm not also doing things for others, but knowing where I'm going really helps me to decide what is helpful for do and which will make a difference. And that's why I feel better because when I go to bed in the evening, I, for example, think, wow, I did these, 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 all these things that made me come closer. I'm still not there yet, but I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm uh, moving forward, etc. And it makes one, st one step closer at a time. Yeah, one step closer. That's actually what's beautiful about this challenge is that you're sharing with. Uh, I don't know, everybody who is listening to you or watching you, one little step at a time, right? So you're not saying, quit everything today. <laughs> Get rid of everything today. Start, you know, being super minimalistic and don't and say no to all the luxury, right? So this is not something that most of people would say, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, showing how to see those small details that make difference how to uh i just know maybe something that we wouldn't even consider uh or we wouldn't even be aware that i don't know mending something or fixing something uh could lead us to you know making a, such a positive effect right mm -hmm. sharing that those super small tiniest things and you're enumerating them, right? As far as I, uh, I saw them. That means that, I don't know, to me that was a power of 457 little tiniest things that already are saving the world, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And everybody can say, oh, I can do that. Oh, this is what I did last, last day. Or, yeah, I've always been doing like this. So then you have this, 
oh, I'm doing something already, or it's not such a difficult thing to do, right? So this is the beauty of these small steps. The nice thing as well is that it's relatively easy to keep it up because indeed all these ideas, most of them, not all of them, of course, but most of them, I'm still doing them differently, so more sustainably, because they're so easy. And as soon as I have recognized them, I want to keep on doing it the new way. And indeed, because they're so small, it doesn't change my life completely. It's just just a slight little tweak and that's it. For example, that, that you can have an idea, what's very easy is um, when, when you would brush your teeth and you keep the tap open and the water's just flowing away. I can keep my life just as it is, keep on brushing my teeth, but when I close the tap while doing that, it already saves a lot of water. And when I do that twice a day and then a whole year long, well, that's quite a lot of liters in water or gallons, whatever you use as a measure. And it all adds up. And that's also why I believe it's not important that any one of us becomes important. I think doing things already makes a difference because when a lot of people do a few things, it already adds, adds up to huge numbers of uh, less reduced CO2 uh, emissions or a lot less water or a lot less energy, whatever. mentioned some of the things but I still want to come closer to this bigger picture what is your big picture mm-hmm. say I'm not there yet but I'm doing small steps but I've done something today to get closer mm-hmm. what is that big picture how do you see it yeah so um, as I said my goal is to make huge positive difference one uh, step on this road uh, was this three to 65 challenge And I've learned in many courses I've done that it's very important to dream big. (laughs) So that's why when I at some, when I someday am the most inspirational woman in this field of sustainable living, that shows to me that I have indeed made a huge positive difference. It's beautiful because you take the leadership role, right? So you take the leadership by yourself and um, uh, do not um, eliminate those who can join it or don't join, right? So this is what you said about the corporate culture, that you don't want to be tightened or somehow restricted or limited, right, by the uh, effect in one company. Uh, what we had a, as a uh, beautiful initiative back in Dnipro is uh, the... I don't know if I can compare it, but uh, we had uh, Luba Kolosovska. I don't know if uh, maybe uh, we could take like such initiatives. She she was an IT uh, manager. She was an IT project manager, and uh, at some point of time, time she understood that there is a lot of other things to manage. The projects might be more efficient uh, if they are, like, for example, sustainable things. And what what they created is uh, the courses of different um, waste um, sorting. They created the huge corporate, uh, all Ukrainian in the end, like in five years, uh, program of um, batteries, uh, trying to get the batteries from the corporate companies and getting them all together because back in Ukraine, nobody's just getting them they're just thrown away to the uh to the dump which is quite crazy but uh it takes one person to take the leadership and say no this is what is not happening any longer so she uh, just as you said she quit her job uh, as an it manager and she became one of the uh, like this uh, communities which are uh, getting more and more people because you really need to have this infectious leadership in order to be persuasive mm-hmm. don't you think so that like if it is just um you're doing this for yourself by yourself and you do not let other people know about it so then it ends up being an impact of one person mm-hmm. right but if this project is getting more and more people and tries to reach out and to show the the pluses and the benefits somehow people get infected. So you really need to have this 
positive infection, right? Yeah. <laughs> if I may say so. Uh, can I ask you a provocative question? So you said you want to become a yeah yeah you want to become a successful woman who is associated with the sustainability. Mm-hmm. Can you see uh, some role models in some kind of other areas, maybe not in sustainability, who um, who you would look up at or who you you want to be compared or don't want to be compared? I don't have one role model because I believe that many people do great things and I learn from many different people in many different courses um, and then pick the things that work for me. However, one person that is to me a good example who also wants to make a huge positive difference, not in sustainability, but in the field of empowering people to really make the most of their lives or that's how I have um, understood it and he's called Tony Robbins yeah he helps the people unleash the it's also one of his programs unleash the power within Um, and I think that's a very noble cause as well because I have picked this topic sustainability but there are many other very important topics in this world and it doesn't matter where you are and what you're doing when you can make this positive difference towards the world it's always worth it and that's why I like um, his work I think he's also contributing to our world in a very positive way nice 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 i'm super excited of having you here and you're you're you are this you know positively infectious person uh that that do you see tony robbins as our next guest (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so this is when we do have the gross mindset for that we do we do and we also do small steps and we also teach our students to see a bigger picture and to do small steps reaching this mm. these bigger goals we have the the motto c consistency i teach i also teach young learners and uh, when they do their small steps and then they look back and see how much they've done during a week during a year in 5 years time they already speak another language they that they had no idea of uh, being able to do a couple of years ago and then they grow up and you see this progress doing small steps doing one step at a time that's a great change uh, that can be seen in one person in a group of people in a team in a family and then when you bring uh, this idea to the world and you say okay well i i feel this energy i feel this energy in you yeah to lead a lot of people to be followed by many that will learn from you and do small steps and then look back and see how much they've done following small steps. This aligns very beautifully with the growth mindset, of course, but also this transition from fixed mindset that many of us at some point at life uh, notice and then there is a need, if there is, I need to change something mm-hmm. and to make this transition to the growth mindset. It's not uh, also mm-hmm. done in one big leap. It's done in small steps. Yeah. Bringing a difference to the world is not done immediately, overnight. Uh, yeah, you need to work hard and you need to do many, many small steps mm-hmm. and then look back. And I've also already been working on very many different things over the last, I don't know, six, seven years or so. So indeed, that also applies to me, that it not just started when I started my challenge. I already did many things that lead up to that point. That's also, I think, for others important who are at a different point in their journey that you can't expect to be at the same point as someone else without noticing that that person also had a journey with which maybe started earlier or maybe some people also start at a different level. So to me, it's also important to compare myself only to myself. And as you said, in a, to just look at what did I did last week or what, where was I a year ago? And then indeed it's obvious how much differences there is, there are in between. 
you know, I teach a lot uh, business uh, students business, in business schools and um, we keep on talking about that change is only possible when you see uh, what has changed. Therefore, it is only possible when you are measuring something. You cannot change anything without the KPIs and seeing this is how much has changed, mm -hmm. right? So, for example, if we're talking about traffic and, uh, I don't know, how much traffic was yesterday and how much traffic is there today, is it increased or not? Like, we are not able to say if it wasn't measured, if there are not indicators, if there are not the um, ongoing uh, measurement, right? So yeah. that's why this, this the challenges so that you do to every day, then you can look back, trace back and uh, to see that that counts. <laughs> Another thing that I wanted to mention, we were discovering the uh, 21st century economy and the circular economy and the global sustainable goals and uh, all this stuff so how do you refer it do you feel that you are a part of the trend that is finally becoming a uh, mainstream uh, somehow the overtone windows shifts to normality of this or is this something that logical or k or how does it matter to you so I believe that I'm automatically part of it as um, a citizen of Germany and uh, born in the Netherlands. So yes, I am part of it. And for me, it's especially important and that fits to what I've um, explained and what my goal is, that I am one of the people who positively affects this change that is now happening towards, for example, a circular econ economy. I hope I answered your question with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just because there are so many people who support it and so many people who deny it, of mm. course, because uh, this is something that as a trend, it was um, weird and uh, fringe in the beginning. And now more and more people are adopting the practices, more and more people seeing the value, they are discussing, they are see, trying to find the solutions rather than uh, the obstacles right but of course there is still the laggers laggers and those who are early adopters uh, late adopters you know uh, w whatever the trend is there is still this distribution right well i feel that it is becoming the mainstream part uh, it is moving closer to the mainstream however there are so many people who say oh seriously do you think that this would like your individual help will change the way the oceans are polluted we individually are not the biggest polluters right so if countries are not signing this if the companies are not signing if coca-cola not signing what can you do what do you normally say to such to yes, such so arguments I have, <laughs> I have an analogy for this because I think that makes it clear why every single action is important, even if it's very small. And you can imagine a leaf from a tree and there is snow falling down on that leaf. And when one little snowflake, which doesn't weigh much, falls on that leaf, then nothing really happens because it doesn't weigh much. However, when it's snowing more and more, so in total more sustainable actions are being taken, then a lot more snow also gathers on this leaf. And then at some point, there is one tiny snowflake that weighs just as little as all the other ones that fell before and all the snow slides off that leaf. So in that case, one tiny snowflake made a huge difference. And that's why every single action contributes to a more sustainable future. Even when it looks irrelevant, it does help. Super, beautiful analogy. We have the this the phrase of the last straw, right? The last straw that broke the camel. Is it, is it? Yeah, yeah, that that broke the camel's back, and uh, yeah, it can be a negative impact as well. Yeah, if more and more people live uh, not sustainable lives, this also adds up. Yeah, and then we've got these uh, scales. Yeah, that. Uh, uh, it depends so much on each and every of us, which side we choose. Exactly. Um, and that's yeah. the, the plastic that is, for example, lying around where I live. That's not because one person on one day put everything there. 
it was because a lot of people left behind only a tiny little bit, maybe something sometimes also not on purpose, but it's still out there. And that's why we ended up where we are now because of all these small pollutions in the past. So yes, you're very right that it also counts the other way around. And um, what I also like um, in a different context, I don't know whether that's the case for your country as well, but in the Netherlands and here in Germany, there was a few years ago a diff uh, switch in that it was not allowed to smoke in cafes anymore. Apparently, they're not everywhere, but well, at least in the Netherlands, it's not allowed. And before that, it was very common that people smoked and especially that it was cool to smoke. However, because of, well, many reasons, but for example, these cafes, more people stopped smoking. And at some point, there was a certain number of people that had stopped smoking. So a smaller number of people that still smoked, that this coolness that used to be the case now switched to being uncool. And I don't know, of course, where this tipping point was exactly, but it's some, at some point switched. So mm -hmm. I also believe that we, everyone who is contributing by living more sustainably helps with reaching this tipping point at some point that it's mainstream that we live more sustainable and um, that it's cool and that it's not cool when you're not doing it, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Julia knows perfectly that uh, when we discuss um, what the trend is, I'm the one who usually says, oh, I hate trends. I'm not the person who feels okay in a crowd. I am not the one to follow a crowd, to follow the trend, to follow do. fashion, to do what others do. And yet uh, there are topics where I comply absolutely and sustainability is one of them. Well, yeah. Just the point of common sense when you don't do something just because it's a trend but you do something because uh, you think it's the right thing to do yeah and you do something because um, it's reasonable because you find value and meaning in it and not because everyone around is doing that just like i've never smoked even if when i was a child everyone around smoked mm -hmm. mm? yeah I chose not to do so, but then I also choose to do things that I find meaningful, even if a lot of people do them. You know, like everyone around me reads books. I also read books, not because it's a trend, not because many people around me do, but because I like it. Therefore, another question to you would be, are there things that uh, you would rather follow? How do you choose to take up something, to start an activity, to start doing something. I think we've already discussed a bit in the beginning, but still I want to come back to it. What, what is this thing or this moment that inspires you and makes you want to share the value and go and take the leadership and make other people follow you in this? It, I, I think it's a question that goes way back in time. So I think that's always has always been part of me because I remember that when I was in primary school that I wanted to become a teacher in primary school. <laughs> so from a very young age, I already wanted to share my knowledge and skills at the level I was at that time because I wanted to contribute in that way to other people's lives and make their life a little bit better. It's always been part of me and during my uh, other stages of my career or what I've been doing, this teaching often has been a case, sometimes more obvious than in other cases, but giving to the world by, you can call it teaching, but I prefer calling it sharing because in also in my challenge and the, the, the things I share on, um, on my blog and on Twitter, That's not teaching you how to do it. I'm sharing my knowledge and my skills and my ideas, and you can pick them up when you want, and you can choose what's right for you. And that's, for me, a difference in, with teaching, that teaching is more like, not so strictly, but it's more towards you have to do it this way too. 
And that's very consciously for me that that's not the case. I'm not telling anyone how to do it. I'm just sharing ideas, etc. That's exactly also related to my motto, which says a better world starts with yourself because I'm only responsible for my actions and I can't make anyone else do things in a certain way. And I also don't want to be made doing things in a certain way. Of course, there are restrictions with laws, etc. But in general, I want to make my own decisions. And that's also the reason why, for me, inspiring is the way I want to go instead of telling what's right for someone else. And also, what is, for me, important is that I want to inspire people from all around the world. And what is right for me in Germany might not be right for someone else living some in another place. For example, here I can drink water from the tap. And that's safe, it's healthy, etc. high quality water. I have learned from others that that's not everywhere the case. And when you drink water from the tap, you can get really ill. So when I share the idea to drink water from the tap instead of a plastic bottle, then for these people, that obviously is not a good idea. But I, I don't know that because I'm not living there. And I have, of course, not seen the whole world. When I inspire, people can think for themselves and feel, yes, that's also right for me or not. <laughs> Here comes critical thinking and creativity, right? On top of yeah. gross mindset. <laughs> and I also wanted to mention international and intercultural awareness, because what you say, what is right and true for me in Germany might not be that, might not be the case in other countries. Also inspiring people, it is important to be culturally aware and um, mention this too and share these ideas too guys you think for yourselves mm -hmm. yeah you yeah. listen to me maybe you take some uh, ideas you share the motto you see the same big picture as i do but you take your personal responsibility and you act accordingly Exactly. And that's also what, what you say, I think is beautiful in the context of that some people don't feel that climate change is really happening or that it's global warming or whatever you call it. And to me, it's not important whether someone believes that's correct or not. What is important for me is that we all care about a healthy planet because that's the place where we live. And If someone doesn't believe that global warming is happening, but still feels it's important to do something for our environment, there are so many different ways that this is possible. For example, by not throwing plastic in a park or leaving it behind or doing something for insects so that they have mm -hmm. something to drink or a place to live or mending things up or fixing things up instead of buying a new exactly, one right yes. so it doesn't require believing in or not believing uh, the the other ideas right what those little exactly. steps unite rather than decompose right exactly and there's so many ways that we can make a positive difference that i believe that there is something for everyone that feels right for one it's not flying anymore for someone else it's going vegan for someone else uh, i don't know is not taking a bath on sunday anymore and just taking a shower or just wash at the sink anything <laughs> whatever is right for you i always say how to say there should be the level of taking your own customized responsibility for what is okay for nobody knows where you are do you think is, this is where we are moving that if uh, don't you think that if we're getting the sustainability and circular economy as the mainstream with this comes the restrictions provided by law or provided by this is how many journeys you can make per year I think there could be some value in restrictions by law. For example, I read an, um, an article recently that I can't remember the exact number. So don't take me on this, but in 2016 or so that the plastic bags could only be sold in shops. And I think in 2021, they 
don't allow these bags at all anymore. So that is a law and that will help because already in 2016, it reduced the number of bags by 3 million in one year or so. So that did help. However, it's not possible to have all these kind of laws for everything. And that's where I believe comes inspiration in and indeed not the, not the you have to do it but hey, have a look at this. Maybe there's something for you as well. And if so, then you can adopt this habit as well. And that's also why I explicitly never say do this. And in my posts, I'm always using the ing form in English. So uh, reducing the number of bags in my bin, for example, or eating all the, uh, the whole pumpkin including the seeds, which was the, today's one. And it's the ing form because I'm talking about me. That's what I did. And it would sound to me also very differently when I would say, eat the whole pumpkin, including the seeds. <laughs> so I'm very conscious about that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, then in that ing concept, uh, there is also the meaning of uh, continuity. Mm -hmm. So it's not eat and you do it once yeah. if you do but that's eating using recycling upcycling that can turn into a habit and True. Uh, yeah. continues I even think about that but you're right <laughs> yeah. even if you aren't aware of these things this is how language works mm. and implicitly we feel that so you probably feel that and share these ideas in this way yeah. Because somehow this is something that we subconsciously transfer by using the words. Language is very important, as you say. I sometimes see people write, I'm fighting for climate. I would never write that because when I love something and I love nature and I love our planet, I, I love human beings and animals, etc., then I can't fight for it. Because for me, fighting for has some kind of violence in it. That's my interpretation of fighting for. And then I can't have violence towards something that I love that just doesn't match for me. So that's mm -hmm. why I work towards or I contribute towards instead of fight for. Yeah. Or for example, when you're fighting for or somebody fights for, that means that this is not something that you have. This is something that was alienated. Mm. And when we're fighting for, for nature, that means like, is it alienated from you or are you not a part of it? Yeah, Why are you, you fighting? Yeah. Or for example, I'm fighting for clean water. Mm. You are contributing to make the clean water maybe better or so on. So. This is an endless topic, you see. <laughs> We've just started. We could We've have... just started, yeah. But yeah, we we could have the whole season dedicated not only to soft skills but also to skills uh, to live sustainably or uh, yeah, whatever. We had an episode teaching green or teaching, teaching sustainably. Sustainable yeah. We had the whole learning materials because also till now when um, I come to an offline classroom and see a colleague who brings printed copies i'm like 25 oh my goodness and then he never knows or she never knows how many people are in the classroom how many people come up so there are extra copies yeah. it is painful yeah. and uh, now living in the world full of technology yeah. you can avoid using those paper copies you could save so much mm. and then live a minimalistic teaching life in the classroom and that's only one profession in which it uh, to which it can be applied and then if everyone uh, thinks of uh, how they can apply these things in their jobs in their teams and so on when you yeah. say you want to inspire people in uh, different areas then everyone takes these ideas yeah. learns something shares further and uh, exactly. we <laughs> hopefully will live in a better place. Yeah. And the nice thing is what you say, that these ideas are, can be taken by people in many different areas. Tell us something that uh, you could in addition say, and we most probably didn't ask you, just because not knowing, or I just know, we were so, so excited, but every and each question we had. 
<laughs> which is of course fine and um, that's no problem because I will keep my work up and there will many more opportunities um, where I will sharing uh, my thoughts and for example am I also at, at this moment setting up courses to share even more knowledge because on Twitter and my blog I can't really go into detail and now we have a very broad range of topic that we scratch the surface so these courses allow me to go into more detail. One of the courses I'm setting up, for example, now is to make it easier for you also to reduce your waste by sharing how my thinking process is and also by explaining why you have a lot bigger impact when you reduce the waste in your bin than just reducing your waste. Thank you really, really much. And uh, we hope we will have other occasions to communicate with you, of course, to follow you and to, to see what you're doing and how much more impact you're bringing to the world to make it a better place. Thank you so much for everything you're doing and sharing with us. You're very welcome. Such a packed episode. We do thank you for that. You know, we keep on living and learning. So live and learn. Curious about what we discuss next? Please subscribe to Live and Learn podcast and join our community on social networks. Live and Learn.